following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The Tip of the Cap podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Tip of the Cap podcast. I, as always, am Derek Joswiak. I'm here today joined by a former player of mine, uh, a very talented center fielder that I had the pleasure of coaching from the time he was 13 to the time he was 15 years old through some of the better summers of my coaching career when I was in the summer ball ranks. Uh, he is my one of my favorite Canadians, Eric Marriott. Eric, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. And uh, it's kind of cool because I, I stay in touch with a lot of the guys that I've had the pleasure of coaching over the years. Uh, some guys, you know, I, I get birth announcements of their kids. Some guys I, you know, get to watch suiting up to play for the A's. And some guys I just, you know, follow on Instagram and I get to find out that they got promoted to be co- the coach of the Moose Jaw Miller Express. And that is that is my main man, Marriott here. He uh uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's start first. Like, let's, let's cover the, you know, where you, where you're from and we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm from, uh, Niagara Falls, Ontario in Canada. So just over the border from, uh, from Buffalo there. And like you said, I played my, uh, my younger years, uh, over in Buffalo with you for team new era. And, uh, those were some of my, um, probably my, my, my most fun years of baseball before baseball was sort of, uh, a job as a the player we got we got to have a lot of fun we were pretty good back then I don't remember losing many games back then yeah we 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 tried not to make losing a habit that's for sure but uh so so now I know there we had our team had a couple of you guys coming down um and part of that is because the the school and some of the summer baseball up north isn't terrific not I don't I don't know I don't want to bash anybody because I, I don't know if it's gotten better or what I know there's a couple good leagues up there some quality teams up there um, but at the time there really wasn't and for you guys that were so close to the Buffalo border uh, it was it was an easy jump for you guys to come and play for us and it was you know we loved having you I can tell you that much yeah no for sure um, I think I think um, in terms of, of where baseball is moving on this side of the border I think things are on the, on the rise and 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 baseball is, is, is doing a better job of, of recognizing Canadians and that and that they can play baseball and it's not just hockey on this side of the border um well like you said that, that that's 10 plus years ago and, and and back then there wasn't much to choose from over here and 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 um I'm forever in debt to New Era because you you, you guys showed me a different way to train for baseball and and I, we, we didn't have that back then now we do we have guys that are our training and, and, and understanding what it takes to win. And it's not just hitting and swinging and pitching. It's more, more to it than a game like that. But um, it, it's definitely on the come up on this side. And, 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 and that's part of the reason why I, I wanted to continue to be a coach after my playing career, because um, these kids deserve to be seen too. It's, 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 it's America's pastime, but there are Canadians that, that, that work just as hard and, and, and deserve to be seen and, 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 work work for a spot in the US just 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 as much as an American kid. So Absolutely. I, um, I that that's where I come from for sure. And you know the the cool part was that you you were a hockey player too if I recall 
And, uh, you know, I, I always like coaching you hockey guys. You guys had a little bit, a little bit of different style of toughness and grit to you than uh, some of the, some of the guys stateside that maybe didn't play, play as much hockey, which hockey's still decently big in Buffalo, but you Canadian guys are just built a little different sometimes. So that was, uh, that was an interesting uh, culture thing that you guys brought to us too. So that was, that's cool. And uh, so after, after you left me, um, after you, you know, graduated, we'll call it from, from my, uh, the ranks of me, where did you end up playing and going? Uh, and then take us kind of through your college career a little bit. Yeah. So, um, actually I recall the day I having, having to tell you that I was leaving you where it was an emotional day for both of us. I, I remember actually, um, however, I ended up with, um, a great organization, team Ontario up, um, in, um, just a little bit, uh, North of Toronto. And, um, I, uh, got the opportunity to work with, with some phenomenal coaches that uh, sort of put me in the right direction to set me up for success in college. Um, we, we, I played three years there. I played one year of 16s and two years of uh, 18U. And um, we were on the road 24-7. We, 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 we trained all, all winter um, three times a week. We had kids all across Ontario. Um, we went to places like Texas, Tennessee, Florida played all play all sorts of state teams and 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 we were on the road for 30 days in a row on a bus and hotels and everything Ooh. so it, it it was a grind back then because it was so far from from Niagara Falls like it, it was closer for me to go play for team for team New Era than it was for me to go play for team Ontario but um they're they're they were an organization that 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 were recruiting me hard and and my my cousin who was a pro baseball player played for them so it was kind of just a bloodline thing and um, they were looking for a center fielder and it was time for me to, to take my next step so I ended up playing for them for three years and then um, had, a, had a couple really good offers out of, out of my senior year in high school and then uh, I dealt with a couple of knee injuries back-to-back uh, -back summers and had to uh, take a year to, to sort of figure my, my, my career out and everything. I ended up signing um, Funny story, I ended up signing with another Western New York team with, with uh, Erie Community College under Coach Joe Balf. Um, uh, nothing but great things to say about that program. I learned a lot. We won a lot of games. Um, worked with some phenomenal coaches there. Um, then I was lucky enough to, to, to get a scholarship to Mitchell College in um, Connecticut, in uh, New London, Connecticut. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to play center field every single game for them. Didn't, didn't take one game off. Um, um, and, uh, we won, uh, the NECC championship when we were the best team in new England, my junior year. Um, that was, that was, uh, probably the best day of my life so far in, in my <laughs> life was dogpiling with, with all our, all my brothers out. I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget it. It was one of my only times in my life where I actually cried happy tears. Uh, that was a special team. We worked so hard and we deserved to win that. And then, um, I finished up in 2019. I played two summers out in, in the, the, W uh, MBL at the time it was the Western Major Baseball League. Um, last year they formally changed it to um, the WCBL, kind of uh, impact more of a Canadian name to make it the W uh, Western Canadian Baseball League. And so I spent the summer out there, um, played pretty well for them. Was their everyday center fielder. I won two gold gloves out there, so uh, I got a couple gold gloves to my name now. And then, like I said, I was hired as the assistant coach, and then some things went down, and now I'm the head coach and now that's the next step in my uh, this best the best game on earth. 
Awesome, man. Love to hear that. And I can tell you, it's a funny, funny story. I, my very first year as a coach, uh, the year before I coached the guys you ended up playing with, uh, I was an assistant coach on a team that was kind of the, the two teams at 12U for Nuera were actually headmanned by Joe Bauth from ECC. So I learned a lot of things from Joe three or two years later, I end up coaching you. And then what, five, six years after that, you end up playing for him. So that's, I, I love saying that the baseball world is two degrees of separation. And, and, you know, here's a kid from Niagara Falls who comes to Buffalo to play for a coach who learned from a coach at ECC, who goes up to play for Timo, who plays all around the U S and then comes back and plays for coach both at ECC years later. And that's, I love hearing stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. And it's kind of a fun, uh, fun, you know, tip of the cap, if you will, to the fraternity that is, you know, is Buffalo around Western New York. Cause like I said, that's, that's cool to hear. And I, I knew you played at ECC and I knew you had a good run there. Um, and I did not know that you ended up out in Connecticut for, uh, for college after that, which is awesome to hear as well. So now you are taking the step to be a coach for, like you said, the Miller express in the WCBL. And that is the uh, Western Canadian Baseball League. Uh, it, from what I've seen here, I've done, done a little research because that's kind of my job. Uh, it is a 12-team league spanning uh, Edmonton, Fort McMurray, Brooks, Lethbridge. Uh, is Medicine Hat a place? It is, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I get confused by your, uh, like, obviously I know that Moose Jaw is a place up there in uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, yeah. Melville... Okotoks? Did I say that right? Okotoks. Okotoks. Uh, you know, and they, I mean, it's so it's it's all over, you know, up there, I believe, obviously, you know, the name saying the Western Canadian Baseball League all over Western Canada. And then you are taking over as the head man for the Moose Jaw Miller Express. Um, t- tell me, t- like, tell us about the league, about the you know, like the, 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 is it pro, is it collegiate? Is it, you know, what, what, what level are we talking here? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's a wood bat collegiate league. Um, so what it is, is it's, it's comparable to, to leagues such as the Northwoods league or the futures league or the perfect game league or leagues like that in the States that are, that are known. Um, I would say it's a, a, a step below the Cape Cod League, because that's obviously the cream of the crop. Those are the pro, the, the real, real, real pro studs and everything like that. But I would say it's nothing short of the Northwoods and the Futures League. We got tons of studs, and, and, and the league is, I would say, 75 plus percent Americans. Like uh, we have a 30, we have a, a 30 player um, roster limit, and and so far we only have three Americans and 25 or three Canadians, excuse me, and 25 Americans. So it's not like it's a Canadian only league. It's just played out in Western Canada. So it's, it's, it's sort of um, the towns out there have don't really have pro sports. So, so, so they love it. So it's, it's, it's like small town baseball but out in Western Canada. So it's like, it's like a, a low A baseball team or an independent ball team out in, in the middle of nowhere in the U S that's where they, <laughs> love, they draw huge crowds because, because that they love it. That's their pro baseball. So 
so some of the stadiums are we we play first class stadiums or five six thousand seat stadiums and, and and they pack it they pack it they love it they 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 really the fans some of the fans are are phenomenal our fans in Musha are, are great they they get to know the players um all our players live with the host family so they they have support and 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 um they have someone that at least they can go home and, and have them cook a hot meal and they have a bed at home. And, and, and it's, it's cool because players come from all different schools and, and they get to see how different players from across the country attack the game. Um, we have kids from schools like Dayton University or McNeese State, or we have kids from Texas Wesleyan and we have kids from, from Connecticut Central and, 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 and the East Coast game is, is attacked so much differently than it is down south, um, than it is out west. You know what I mean? And it's really cool to have all these cultures of baseball come together and and sort of have to be a family for two and a half months and and learn from each other and bounce ideas off each other. Like, why did you do that? Or why do you mix this pitch sequence? Or and I could go on and on about what they can learn, but it, it's more about base. It's more than baseball is what I'm trying to get at is obviously we're trying to win games. We want to win a championship, but, but ultimately we have to get these guys better. So when they go back to school, they can be a dude even more than they were a dude this year. And if they're upperclassmen, then we get them pro looks and, and we can get them onto the next level. Awesome. And I, uh, I got your, uh, the, the last roster at least that was put on the website and I'm, you know, guys from California, Illinois, Connecticut, Ohio, Arizona, uh, British Columbia, obviously uh, Saskatchewan, um, guy from Tampa, Florida, you know, literally all over. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of, um, you know, American players on there and colleges, you know, Fresno city community college, um, Tiffin university Crowder college. I mean, like I, you're, you're legitimately getting guys from everywhere to play in this league. And that's, that's awesome. Um, you know, anybody who's spent any time doing any level of traveling in the game of baseball can tell you that the, the way the game is attacked by different people in different areas is 100% true. And actually one of the first times, I believe it may have been the first championship we won as it, uh, when you were playing for me was up in, Mississauga and we we made it to the finals the coach of that team said oh I'm intrigued to see how this goes because you know you American teams just are known for hitting the crap out of the ball and saying catch me if you can and us Canadian teams are about pitching and defense and I'm pretty sure we pitched a shutout against them so that was uh it, it was definitely an interesting thing because you know we we were fortunate enough to be known for a little bit of all of it and uh you know but that's that's a testament to you guys and how hard you guys worked under uh under me but the the great thing, I, I love seeing this. I love seeing you guys, you know, do go and do things. Uh, and, I, and now that you mentioned it, I actually pulled this is the 2019 roster. Obviously, uh, it's a little bit older here, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's so cool to see this and to see, you know, this one of one of my guys. You know, I'm I'm proud of you, kid. I really am. You know, seeing seeing you guys do cool stuff like this, and uh, you know, is there. Uh, what, what else you got for me, man? I mean, there's, there's, you know, got, got any cool stories from your time traveling around the U S with Timo or, uh, you know, anything about the, your time with the, uh, with the Miller, with the Miller boys up there. Oh, there's a family friendly show, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll save the, we'll save the, uh, the, we'll save the more, more adult topics for when we're not recording. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> 
off the top of my head, I don't remember, man. I just just, just thinking back about those. I do remember that tournament in Mississauga. Now that you bring it up, I remember going up there and and handing it to them. Man, yeah, yeah, we uh, they they did not like us very much up there. No, I don't know <laughs> if we got invited back up there actually. Uh, actually, the, the the last time we did, they rained it out on us, and we ended up going to a Blue Jays game. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> we did that in Buffalo too, though. We did that in Buffalo too. Yeah, buddy, sure did. The only time I ever ever remember losing ever like legitimately losing is in New Jersey one time, and and you, you, we we. The only reason I remember this is because I let off the game with a solo bomb. <laughs> you hit the crap out of that ball. I don't know I if remember. You Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday, buddy. That like you you let off with a bomb and we just crapped the bed from there. Nuke. And they beat us 9-1. Yep. I remember it clear as day, clear as day, you take us off the field. Right right at the field, it was like the the Jack Cust facility out in New Jersey or something like that. Yep, out of Diamond Nation. Put us right into planks and and sit-ups, right, right at the facility. Right, right where everyone's playing, we were doing planks and sit-ups, and 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 that's the only time I really remember losing because we never did that stuff because we were usually doing that to other teams. But that's funny. That's a funny story. And uh, just just to just so you know, those those people listening, that wasn't because you guys lost. It was how you guys lost, and it was the it was it was our first game swinging metal because we used wood all winter long. Our first two tournaments were Canadian tournaments, were wood bat tournaments, and we dominated. And then we get, you know, we, we bring out, it was the old BESR bats. And um, I'm pretty sure if memory serves, because th- for some reason this stuff sticks in my brain, you were swinging the blue Easton stealth comp. And, yep. Yep. and you, and you did, we, you let off that game and you just absolutely torched this ball. And it was a great swing level through and you pounded it to right center. This was an absolute missile. And everybody after you put this big uppercut swing on, tried to hit it out and be the, you know, and do the same thing. And it just lazy fly out, lazy fly out, lazy fly out. And I got into you guys a few times about it. And it was just a thing that nobody made an adjustment. Nobody really did much. And we, you know, then they were thinking about home runs and we were, we booted the ball around the field a little bit and we lost in a fashion that very, very blatantly wasn't how we played baseball. And it was just, you know, more to send a message about the style of play, not the outcome of the game. Because if you, I, if we went out and got beat nine to one by somebody and they flat out beat us, that's fine. But to play that way, that wasn't us, that wasn't our style or our way. And that's why I got into you guys about it because I just wasn't happy with it. It wasn't, you know, because I, I knew that you guys were better than that. So, but I, I remember that very, very vividly. And you guys were exhausted for game two and we whooped the crap out of somebody. Like you guys were dragging, getting to the field and you guys just, it didn't matter. It just came out the right way and it looked good. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. I couldn't have put it any better myself. We uh, obviously at that age, we had no idea. We thought you were punishing us because we got pumped, but yeah, we were, we, we were young kids trying to get pumped. <laughs> and you absolutely could. There's a couple. Other, there's a couple other games I remember back then. I remember the game at uh, at um, um, Miami of Ohio. It was like a 14 inning game to put us into like the semifinals or something. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that was. It was like you, the Buckeye Elite. The, the, yeah, the Buckeye Elite Showcase, and you we guys playing, you, you guys played 27 innings in one day. Playing in the valley and yep. back, uh, and forth with, back and forth. 
That was at Ohio, Ohio, Ohio Dominican College. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Those are a couple of good games. I remember that one. I remember the game up in um, Sports at the Beach when we played a, a questionable uh, 18U team when we were 15. <laughs> we beat them. Oh, you we guys. Beat them. Yeah. That team, that team walked in. That was the, uh, the Go Wags Irish, I believe. And that team walked in, and these dudes had full beards, wads of chaw in their mouth, and like it's looking like, yeah, dip. yeah, like just looking like grown men. And here's this little uh, ragtag true 15U team that we brought up. And like the first two pitches this dude pitched, I mean, he was throwing 80, he was in the 80s, he had to be sitting somewhere in the 80s, and it was wood bat. And you guys just pissed on him. Like the first three pitches he threw hit the fence. And then I think uh, Alex Anir, another Canadian guy, put one out on him, and it was, uh, it was just, it was a, it was a fun game because you guys just came out and just, you know, put put that big boy energy on some big boys, and that was, you know, you you guys made a few big statements that year against some really good teams. For sure, for sure. Like I said, I really don't remember losing much. We could honestly that year could have counted on our hand. Yeah, uh, I if, really think so. I, I, I keep a lot of like record books and stuff and uh, a lot of, a lot of stats from those years. And I'd have to dig out an old laptop to find them, but the number 12 seems to stick out of number of games we lost. And a lot of them were like semis or finals in tournaments. They, we didn't lose a lot at home. Uh, I believe we won five, four or five of the seven tournaments we were in that year. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I would have been interested that, that year at the Buckeye Classic. I, I, I would be interested to see if you guys would have made it to that semifinal game to go and play at Ohio State the next morning. Because that Saturday, like we got rained out one day and we beat the two teams in our pool. So we were in the playoffs. Uh, you, do you remember you pitched a game that morning? I do remember that because we were already clinched or something. Yeah, we were already and in the playoffs. It didn't matter. We weren't moving anywhere. Whoa. And you, uh, you ended up, <laughs> you ended up pitching against the ninety. Uh, I believe it was the ninety six Express, a team out of Rochester, because the game didn't matter for either one of us. So like both our both of us threw our center fielders on the mound for a game, and yeah, then we played. I struggled. Yeah, I struggled it, on a little bit. I, 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 I never once ever had, I, have I told a rubber and then you were like, you, you want to throw? And I was like, yeah, I'll throw. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we, we got a long week. We got a long weekend ahead of us. I got to save arms. Who wants it? I'll do it. All right. <laughs> I think, I think they lit me up or maybe I couldn't find the zone. Maybe I think, and then I think we brought Chris Kateris in and he filled it up afterwards. Yes. Yes. I think that's what happened. Oh, and yeah. uh, I do remember that. Yes, good. That's oh my goodness. That might be the last time I ever photo rubber. <laughs> yeah, because from there we had to wait to find out where we were playing. Then we drove to Ohio Dominican, which was like 25 minutes away. We got there, got out of the cars, and it was like, all right, time to play. I'm like, can I get a pitcher warmed up? And we we were down 10 to two going into the last, and we tied it. Then they went up by two yeah. in the eighth and we tied it. They went up by one in the ninth and we tied it. And like, yeah. then we played three blank innings and then we won it in like the 14th, like you said. And we found out after the fact that we should have been playing the international tiebreaker with a runner on second and one out. But the field marshal of the field had left because his showcase team had a game in the same tournament somewhere else. So he wasn't there to enforce it. The umpires were like, we're not doing that. Let's play real baseball. 
we end up winning that game. We end up going to some turf field at some gorgeous private school with a football yeah. field in center field. And this team's been like hanging. Throws the best game of his life. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That was converted football field. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a turf multi-purpose field and the uh, football yeah, field, yeah, yeah. football field through center field. And we get there and this team is waiting for us. They've been waiting for like two and a half hours. They've been sitting in the shade, hanging out. You guys have been playing all day. The sun is beating right into our dugout. Like we're, I, I, I got parents behind the dugout, like making you guys peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as you come off the field and like buying cases of water. Cause you guys are just shot. <laughs> we ended up going to, I think we got to like the fifth inning in like in a tight ball game. And I think we, they scored two runs in the sixth and their coach tried to come out and say, Oh, it's too dark to play. It's too dark to play. And I started screaming at you guys. He's afraid of you. You've played 900 innings of baseball today and he doesn't want to play one more against you. Like I'm going nuts. Like we, cause we ended up putting Rocco in in relief and he just started mowing people down, just looking like a dude on the mound for us. And he had struggled all year. Uh, That was a great day. And you like, I'll, I'll never forget it that it was, I believe, Alec Koval at the plate, and he hit an absolute missile up the middle, and this shortstop made a shoestring catch to end the game because if that ball gets through, two-run score, and we take it because we had already scored one that inning. And, like, it was just that, like, oh. And then we went to Hooters. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Oh, my goodness. And that's, like, 10 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, that's dude, I mean, that's – I, those are days as a coach, you never forget. And I like so much. So I remember the argument with David Militello's mother about going to Hooters. She was so mad. (laughs) She was so angry about it. I I remember all of that. Oh my, I remember it's funny. You bring up the, the international tie break rule. I remember my first year with team new era coming over from playing in Canada and we're in some tournament. I forget where we are. We're in extra innings for for whatever reason. Sky starts on second, except three two count uh, for whatever reason. Everyone come up with a three two count. Do you remember this? Yes, and that was a that was in Reading, I believe. Yes, sound something some some mid major tournament. It wasn't like a big time tournament or not. No, I remember for whatever reason you had whoever bunt whoever it was over. Drew Krakowski comes up to the plate. This is the first time I I, I remember I you, you made Drew. We, we bunted again. Yep. 3-2, and we won the game, walked him off. So we bunted him over one pitch, got it down, and then we bunted again, 3-2, one out, and he scored. Walk off, suicide. And I remember afterwards talking to my dad, thinking that that was the first, like, that was, that was a big boy play. That was yeah. Some, and do you – do you get? Do you guys remember how we used to start every single hitting practice in the winter? Running. <laughs> what? Right. Why? But why? Because we would go in back by the cages, and the first thing, because I always wanted to hit first. If I had the choice of what we did first, we always went back and hit. And we went back. Then the first ten minutes, we just turned the iron mics on, and you guys bunt every single ball till those hoppers were empty, and every single ball that went up off your bat to start cost you two laps in the infield. So then we would start our infield practice with you guys paying up on that. 
And the first time we did it, I think you guys had to run like 96 laps. And by the time we were done, if you guys had to run two to four laps at the end, you know, at the start, it was nothing. It was your warm up to, to do infield. And it was just a thing that it was, you know, we, it, and, and I got stricter about it. It wasn't just going up off the bat. It was okay. Now it's, it's gotta be fair. So I, you know, we hung the strings up that would, you know, tell you the foul lines and it had to be a fair ball. Why? Because when I need you to put a bunt down, you need to be able to put a bunt down. And that was, yeah. And you, and you guys, I, I, to every single kid on that team uh, for all three years that I had you, I mean, those, those kids that that team was special because they took that and they ran with it and they, it was a point of pride. I, to this day, actually, I just, I just told this story to uh, a, this big, strong kid that I'm working with these days. Uh, his name's Tyler. And I'm trying to get him to work the middle, middle of the field in the middle of the cage. And one of the drills we do is he's got to hit the L frame and whether I'm five feet away or I'm 25 feet away, drive the ball at the L frame. And I was telling the story about you guys and the game you used to play to see how much you guys could get me, coach Jeff, coach Chris, and um, I, I'm blanking on a uh, coach, John Chico's dad, how many times you can get us to flinch by hitting the ball back at us up the L frame hard. And you know how like, coach Chris and coach John flinched more than me and coach uh, Jeff did. And like, so like getting us to flinch was worth more point wise. And you guys made it a competition to like get us to jump. Yeah. I remember I, 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 I drilled Alex and Nears dad. I, I put him down. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And, and I remember, I remember playing that game vividly. Yeah. It was, we were little cheese heads back then trying to hurt you guys but it was good for us it was good for our swing because we were trying to hit the ball straight up the middle and we weren't trying to yank and pull our head or or transfer our weight too early or whatever and and now looking back on it, it's genius but it's that's, that's <laughs> funny time. so sometimes i'm smarter than i look especially <laughs> yeah. for 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 those who you know because they're, they're they're not you know people aren't going to see the actual video of this they're just going to hear the uh, the audio uh, I am partially shaven again, unfortunately, because of my job. So that's why I have the, if for those playing the home game, I have a really bad uh, mustache and just the biggest mutton chops on the planet. So, but uh, yeah, back, back then, I, you know, even when I was a little bit more bearded back then, you know, I wasn't as stupid as I always looked or always seemed. Uh, there was always a method to the madness. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to have guys like you that made me look good. So. Are we back? So right. welcome, welcome back. Sorry for the uh, little blip there, guys. We had a little technical difficulty, so we are back and talking about things again. Um, so I, I don't rightly remember exactly what I was saying when we cut out. However, uh, something I want to kind of touch on here real quick. So I'm reading your little bio for the uh, the Miller Express head coaching gig, and you know you mentioned your back to back Gold Glove winners. What you didn't mention was that you won the Miller Expe Express Fan Favorite Award in 2018. How, 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 do you, how did they decide that, and what did, what did that mean to you to get that guy? Um, so they decided, first of all, they decided at the they, – they choose a game later. We play a 56-game season out there, so it's, it's pretty lengthy, and they get a pretty good chance to see all the players and get to know all the players and everything. Um, so – um, they, they, how they choose is they, near the end of the season, they, they pass out um, slips to all the season ticket holders and, uh, they'll garner, uh, season, uh, like single ticket holders votes 
that game or whatever, and they'll collect them all. And then on the last game of the season, they'll have the player, uh, the fan favorite of the award. What they do is they honor all the seniors that are on the team with a senior day. They all get pictures and stuff, and then they'll honor the the um, the uh, They'll honor the fan favorite that was picked by the fans that day too. And they get a picture, they go up, take a picture with all the um, front office in front of all the team, all the fans and stuff. And uh, I didn't know, I didn't know I was winning. They didn't even tell me. So I, I um, it was an honor, like they, they didn't even tell us the players that, that they were doing that. Only the players that were returners knew that they do that. So I was shocked. I, 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 I didn't know. I, 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 I had a pretty good year for them. I, uh, I, I'm a defensive stalwart. So, I didn't make one error all year. I won the gold glove and, and, and I take pride in my defense. Um, so I, I saved some runs in center field for sure. I was their leadoff batter every game. Um, I had a blonde Mohawk from school, from playoffs at school. Maybe, maybe that did it for them. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly, exactly why I won it. I had a pretty good year. I was a good leadoff I was a good leadoff hitter for them. I had a blonde mohawk. I played good defense. I was great with the kids. I did all the camps. So I, I, I was, I signed autographs after the games. I, I, I talked to the fans. I took the time. I was a good community guy and everything, but I, it, it, it was a shock to me. And um, it was an honor. It was an honor. Truly. Um, it's, it's great to be recognized by anything like that. You know what I mean? I, I didn't mention, Absolutely. I don't like to talk about myself and everything, but <laughs> it's good. It's good to be recognized by, by not necessarily just the team, by people that aren't necessarily don't know the base baseball. Like we do guys that come to the field or bring their kids to the field and, 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 and maybe, Hey, look, look, look at the way number eight plays or, 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 Look, watch how he takes pitches and, and, and tries to get on base or whatever it may be. Maybe I impacted someone's life that season and, and I got recognized for it. And it, it, it was a great, that was a good day for sure in my baseball journey. Awesome. I love to hear that too. And uh, you, you were part of the, uh, the Mohawk team for me, right? That, that oh, yeah. fun, that fun day in Delaware. That was, I'm glad you're Mohawk. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad the Mohawks uh, stuck around for some of you guys and the, uh, Cause you, you, you were one of the guys that kept the Mohawk the rest of that summer, weren't you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was, that was an interesting day in that team's chronicles. I was, I was telling somebody that story. And my parents were pretty supportive and have been great throughout the whole, as you remember and everything. So oh, yeah. uh, I remember telling them I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping it. This is part of the boys. I'm keeping it. So yeah, I do remember keeping the Mohawk and, they're like, yeah. If you, if you, if you, if this one makes you happy, and and those are your boys, why, why would we make you cut it? So, <laughs> I think uh, I'm, I'm gonna make a play that you should, uh, you should show up for day one of practice with the, uh, with the Miller boys and bring it back, make it a thing, yeah. make it a look. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish I, I wish I could. I wish I could. <laughs> Trust me, I, I understand. I, I don't have the ability to grow a mohawk anymore. So, but. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's, that was awesome to read. Another great story to hear it. Um, and for those listening, you know, Eric, Eric absolutely was just a defensive stud, even back when he was 13, 14, when I first met him, he was, he was the guy that when I, when I talk about, you know, guys who I want in the outfield, you know, I want to, I want a dog. I want a dude who's going to go get the ball for me every time. Uh, he, he's the guy that I'm talking about when I say that to my current players and, you know, one of, one of the best that I've had the, easily the best natural outfielder I've ever had the the pleasure of coaching and one of the best talent wise I've had the ability to coach as well. So, um, you know, 
let's what one one more quick thing here. Let's uh, what what does it take for for the younger guys listening that maybe you know if when this gets shared, it goes up to some, you know, younger Canadian players or guys, you know, even in the Western New York Buffalo or outside area, what does it take to keep, keep going, to keep playing? Like what describe the, like the, the dedication and the work ethic it took to get through things, especially with having the the couple knee injuries that you had and stuff like that. Um, just kind of break that down and just, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of tell us what it takes to, 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 not only get there, but then to come back from something like that, where you had to take a year off due to a second knee injury. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's funny. I was just working with, with a 15 new team last night. <clears throat> and when we brought it in at the end of practice, I, um, we just chatted a little bit, kind of had a life talk and, and I brought up a point to them where I wanted them to go home tonight, last night before bed and think about their why. And now they're, they're, they're 15, so they're, they're, they're getting at the age where they got to start thinking about why. Why, why are they there? Why, why did they have that jersey on? Why do they come to practice? Like, maybe it's to get chicks at school, or maybe it's to get a scholarship, or maybe they want to be a pro or whatever it may be. But you need to recognize your why. It's getting early and earlier. And these guys are 15 years old, and 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 – we, we were doing a fitness day and, and they were pushing each other and, and it, I was proud. I was proud. I remember th- at that age or when I was in college and we were doing fitness days or we were doing max out days or whatever. And I remember thinking like, this is awful. Why are we, why is coach making us do this? And now I think back like, man, I wish I could go back and do that. Like I, I miss it. I miss it more than anything. I wish I could go puke with my second <laughs> baseman because we had to- run around the field 10 times because those are the times you you you, you don't remember the days you you go three for five with two dom- bombs and a double but I, I remember the days where I coach was screaming at us and I was with our pitchers screaming this guy sucks like that's the reason we won so I I, I, I instilled this thought in those guys last night is you got to start thinking about it you owe it to yourself you owe it to your coaches you owe it to your family to, to show up every day for the hour that you're working by yourself or the two hour team practice or whatever it may be to, to give it a hundred percent because why, why show up and give 75% or 80% and then you can go home and think about what happens if I gave a hundred percent or, or, or what, what happens if I push myself beyond my limit and, and, and I made the other third baseman better, or I made someone else better, or I made myself better. Essentially it, it you, you gotta, you gotta know your why. So, and everyone has a different why and everyone has a different why or, or, or why they love the game. And, and that's what makes this game so great. So great. So whether it may be to, to, to move on to the next level or to, to just be a better person in life, whatever organization you're playing with or working out with, like you need to, you need to recognize your why. And, and, and it's, it's, it's good to recognize it earlier rather than later. So if you don't mind me asking, what was your why? And, and did it change over the years? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so when I was, when I was an upperclassman in high school, I, I don't want to say I was kind of a cocky baseball player. I was sort of like D one or bust mindset, which is a terrible mindset to have. And I committed to a D1 school and then I went down with an injury and they rescinded my offer immediately, actually, unfortunately. 
Um, and then I received a couple other D1 offers, mid-major D1s, and I thought to myself, I'm too good for that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to a power school. And truth be told, I wasn't a power player. I probably, it would have been great for me to go to one of those schools. And I, down, down I went again as, as uh, another injury. I tore my knee up again. So I talked with some people in the baseball world and everything, and they said, why don't you go the Juco way? And, and why don't you prove to these schools that you can, you're healthy and, and that you uh, can still run like the way you can and still play defense the way you can? So that's what I did. I went the Juco way and, and, and ended up with a good scholarship. But I would say my why initially with you was because I loved baseball. I, I, I had fun playing baseball and I, when, before I came to you, I was, I only played baseball for like two years. So I, I didn't, I, I, I picked up baseball when I was like 11, 12, which was late, but I was, like I said, I was a hockey guy. And um, so I loved baseball then, but then when I came older, when I went to team Ontario, I loved baseball. Don't get me wrong, but it was almost a job where they were treating it as if, 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 if you struggled for a couple games, you weren't playing the next game. It wasn't your spot. Not that it was our spot for you guys either, but it, it, they were cutting you and sending you home and bringing up someone else from another provincial. So it, it, it was almost like, okay, now I got to get to, now I got to get a D one scholarship. And then from there, my why was I, as I got older, I got more mature and I got to realize that it's not D one or bust. And that there is, if you're good enough, you're going to be seen no matter where you are. And I, I would say my why was, was I want to, I wanted to help my parents as much as I could. So I wanted to, they drove me over the border three times a week to play for you guys. <laughs> they, they drove me to Canada way two hours of practice and where we'd come home at 2 a.m. And then I had class at 8 a.m. in the morning. And they just did so much for me where I just wanted to get them to repay them where, where they, they could come watch me play and I could get whatever, however much money off tuition. So I mean, every school has a different tuition rate, but I wanted to go to a school where my, first of all, my mom and my dad were comfortable with me being on my own and that the coach was understandable that I was from a different country and that I could get money for them. So, so it would take some relief off them. And ultimately I found, I ended up at Mitchell college for uh, Travis Beausoleil, who um, I went on about six visits my sophomore year as a, as a Juco player and he blew the door off of my family and there was no doubt about my my school pick so that was my why and uh going into coaching what's your why now <clears throat> um my why now is definitely just it, it, it's the game of baseball has just given me so much it's given me like it's more than, than baseball. I, 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 I've learned so much about life. It's given me some of my best friends. It's given me my, uh, my current girlfriend. It's given me my current job. So now it's time for me to give back to the game. That's given me so much. So it's, it's, um, it's given me a lot of tears. It's given me a lot of smiles over the years. And now it's time for me to kind of instill what I've learned over that over the last 10 years or so into, into kids and help them sort of, um, expand their games in ways that I maybe struggled with or that I uh, excelled with. And I can teach them things that I, I, I struggled with and excelled with exactly. 
Awesome. That is, that's great to hear. Um, you know, that's doing it is one thing doing it for the right reason is something completely else is something else completely. And, you know, the, the more guys that do it for the right reasons, the better off the game is going to be at, at this rate worldwide, you know, as we're, as we're having an international zoom call here and having an international baseball conversation, you know, that's, that's great to hear. Um, and it's, it's great for the game as a whole. You know, I, I, when I started coaching, it was, I wanted to be the coach that I never had the pleasure of, of I wanted to be the coach I never had, you know, the, the guy that, you know, just didn't, was wasn't doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, and then I had, I did have, I was lucky enough to play for some guys that were very good coaches, but I wasn't able to play for them long enough for it to matter much, especially because the way when I grew up, how, how summer ball was, it was 12 or 13 games in a house season. And that was it. And you were done just after the 4th of July. So, you know, the game has come a long way from then. And I wanted to be a guy that, yeah, I, I, I love being a guy now that I can look at a young man like you going into the coaching ranks and saying like, you know, at some level, like, because he played for me, he's gotten to where he is. And I'm not saying like, I'm the reason you're there, but that's even, even just the littlest bit, you know, that's, that's me and my mark on the world and making it better. And I, I love seeing it. I love doing it. You know, I, I care about every single guy that's ever played for me, whether we got along or didn't, um, which we all know that there are guys that you're not going to get along with as a coach. That's just the nature of the game. But I love even those guys seeing them do good things in the world, especially in baseball. So, you know, it's great to hear and great to see, you know, guys like you doing great things and, you know, very, very blatantly coaching at a higher level than I ever have. So, you know, congratulations, man. It's, I'm, I'm so proud of you. You have no idea. Thank you. Thank you. That really does mean a lot. Um, like I said, uh, um, playing for you was probably the last time I really had fun playing baseball. Not that I didn't have fun after that, because I did. There were fun spurts, for sure, because baseball is, is fun. But that was the last time I got to almost play the game as a kid, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. I was, a I was playing the sport that I loved, and, and, and we were held accountable. But that was the last – like, after that, it was, it was a different game for me. And, and I'll never forget my, my time in, in Western New York because that was – it, it it changed what baseball was to me. That that was a, a, a integral time in my life. Like two years after that, I had to pick: do I pick AAA hockey or do I do I represent my province for baseball? So I I ultimately obviously picked baseball. But if I had a bad time over there, maybe I would have picked hockey, and maybe I wouldn't be where I am today. So for sure, you impacted my life in 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 way more positive ways than any way negative. <laughs> and, um, and 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 I'll always remember my time with Nuera and. Um, if I'm not mistaken, we played against each other a couple of times since then, right? Uh, we have, yeah. I've, I've, I've gotten the pleasure of playing with and against a few of you guys. Um, I've, I've played against you, uh, Campbell Zefert, aka Soup, uh, Cody Linden. Yeah, I played against you guys uh, in a in an in an international All Star game where your uh, your your Amy, your Amy League around uh, Niagara Falls played an All Star team from my my uh, my league here in Buffalo and. Had a lot of fun playing, you know, suiting up against you guys. Uh, Devin Bugner was another one I got to suit up against once. Uh, I yeah, actually pl I, uh, I played against Chris Kateris for an entire summer uh, the one year. Uh, Dylan Cabernus is another one. I actually just played against him again this past this past summer. Uh, Alec actually suited up for my team a few times. So, right. you know, uh, I actually I played flag football against Mikey, uh, Mike Go, Mike Goff, however you pronounce his last yeah. name. 
uh, played yeah, flag, right played flag football against him. So that was a little different. Cause you know, now he was playing defensive end. I was playing tackle and we actually had to like get into it a little bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's wild, man. To see and seeing you guys on both sides of the, both sides of the diamond is always fun for me too. So now nah, maybe, maybe if the border opens back up, I'll have to take a, uh, take a trip up to Moose Jaw. Yeah, definitely. I would love that. Yeah. There'll be uh tickets waiting for you at, at the box office for sure. Yeah, man, that'll be, uh, maybe, maybe I'll see if I can get the, uh, get the girlfriend to take a Canadian excursion with me this summer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That would be, that would be great. Yeah, we have a great culture up there in Moostra. They're, they're the, playing a, a hitter-friendly park, so there's lots of bombs. And, love, love that. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's got a place in my heart, said the, said the guy who's currently a high school pitching coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, I don't really tell, talk about the park too much with our, with when I recruit pitchers. So. <laughs> it looks cool it's a cool looking place yeah it's a good looking one <laughs> yeah yeah well all right man well i uh i appreciate you joining me here thank you for uh sharing your story and your experience with us and i appreciate your time absolutely thanks a lot jaws i appreciate you having me on it's, it's always uh, a pleasure to chat baseball especially with someone that that uh loves the game as much as I do. So thanks for having me. And I'd love to come back on anytime. Anytime, man. I'd love, I'd lo love to have you. All right. You take care.